0: chapter 3 verses 4 and 5.
1: But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us.
0: Micah 6, 8.
1: And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with you, God? How does your faith affect the way that you're kind? Join us each week as we dig into God's Word with a guest. And at Revitalized Kindness, we believe that through Christ, we are a new creation revitalized. And as we follow Him, we can revitalize kindness. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver.
0: And I'm Yvette Walker.
1: And on this episode, I, and I know y'all probably heard this before, we're getting back to the basics. Have you ever heard that term before? Used for anything? Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Get back to the basics. And you're right. It's, it can be used for anything at all. I mean, just Google it. You'll see.
1: Right. Oh yeah. I'm curious to see what you see. When you, when you Google back to the basics, but yeah, back to the basics. And sometimes we've got to do that with, uh, when things get complicated or we feel like we've veered off a certain path and, uh, you know, we create a foundation sometimes when we either, you know, we could do this at work. Let's just say for a department and you have, uh, protocols and you have policies. And sometimes if you veer off, you've got to get back and you got to remind yourself of what the either the mission statement is or what that policy might be, or, you know, there's things in place to kind of keep you on a path. Right. And yeah. so really, I mean, when we look at God's word, that's what God's word does for us. At least that's one thing. It reveals who God is as a revelation of Jesus Christ, but it's also a lot of like, we've talked about Christian ethics on one of our past episodes. So it teaches us how to act, but then again, it teaches us how to like cultivate that relationship, uh, relationship with God. Um, and I think sometimes there's one verse I'll read before we, we jump into this little list that I've got for us. Um, James, uh, chapter four, verses seven through 10, very familiar, probably to everyone. Uh, it says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you, uh, draw near mm. to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse that, your hands, center, and purity, blah blah blah. It says, uh, well, and you could read on the 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 first the, the first couple verses in that seven and eight are are kind of key for what we're talking about today. I think you had a thought.
0: I would just say, Boy, that's a good one. That's it a is. good one. Yeah.
1: Because I think that's where we find ourselves when we don't submit to God. You know, it lets the devil in the devil starts playing all these tricks in our minds and in our lives. We get led on that wrong path. And well, we, he tells us, he tells us through God's word tells us that it's easy, resist the devil and he will flee from you, draw near to God. But that's that second part. You got to, that's just as important, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So that is what we're going to be talking about here. How do, how do we draw near to God? If we ever feel, and again, this season, we're talking about being unplugged and, and we can, we can feel that way when we're unplugged. Uh, we don't feel a closeness to God. Somebody might say, well, I haven't heard from God, um, or their life. it just, there's something missing and they don't understand what that is. And sometimes it's as simple or just as simple as reminding ourselves that, Hey, maybe God's missing, or, again, cultivating relationships. So let's talk about five things that I found that um, are important. Uh, one thing is confession. Okay. Um, and I got here acknowledging sin in your life that, you know, confessing it, we're going to look at first 1 john 119, if you want to see that in scripture. Um, and it was a note that I saw on a, one commentary that said this confession should be in a posture that says, "I know my sin is a, is an offense to a holy God." I think you know, and I, I guess I say that or write or include that because I think sometimes we it might become like habitual for us to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, God, I didn't mean to," or "Forgive me for this," "Forgive me for this," and you know, sometimes we might get into a pattern. We may get into a pattern of saying. Forgive me for the same thing, could be the same thing over and over again. but I think we have to realize, like it says here, I know my sin is an offense to a holy God, one that I worship, one that I want to follow. Um, and you know, and we've talked about in the past trying to understanding like the things of God um, on some of our other episodes and thinking about that relationship with maybe your mom or dad well if you if if you continue to go down the the wrong path with your mom and dad and keep doing the same thing over and over again. Think about how that might hurt them. Um, And, and, you know, so I, I I think we need to think about that when we go to confession and and go and confess to uh, God about, about those things. There's a, there's a quote uh, that I got for this too. When I, when I was reading that uh, I know my sin is an offense to a holy God. And thinking about God, thinking about him being holy, right? There's a quote by A.W. Tozer that says, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Um,
0: Like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I love that quote. I go back to it many times in teaching others and such and such, but it, you know, you know, we, we go through the Holy week because we're recording these through uh, the Holy week Easter um, last night we had a service, a good Friday service where we were at a time of reflection. And, um, I think we need to think about that a little bit. We need to reflect on who God is and what that means about in, in, into our lives. Does it change us? If it, if it doesn't change anything about us, then, then what do we think about God? You know? So I think that's very important. So we've got a confession. That's one thing. Um, Bible study is another thing that I think yeah. is important. All right. So second Peter one let me read that real quick for the people. Um, it says, so we have the prophetic word strongly confirmed. You will do well to pay attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dismal place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So, you know, often we might say, again, we may say, I want to hear the word from God, but I think that we, well, we got the word of God. Um, and I think we should be in the word of God. So Bible study, I think is really important because we want to know God. We want to know what scripture says. It helps to, um, I think shape that relationship with God as we learn those things. And we, and we, um, and we abide by it. You know, we just got to dig in as I say and get plugged in. Um, all right. Another one I've got is prayer. Seems pretty common, right? But sometimes we, we go through periods in our life where we may not be praying a lot. Um, you know, sometimes I think we go in, in life or go throughout life. And when we get into the, I don't know, the, uh, just the day to day, and, um, we, we try to put out our own fires. Well, you know, and we, we need, We're going to react to things that happen in our lives. But I think sometimes we get so used to, uh, us taking care of everything that we hardly ever go to God. You know, we are, we hardly ever talk to Jesus about, about our day. There was a lady that I know that I used to work with, uh, mentioned her to you earlier. She was, she's always talking to Jesus. She's talking to Jesus in her car. When she comes in, um, she's singing little little soft songs at her desk, just glorifying and worshiping. Um, She's thinking about his word. If she reads uh, a devotion in the morning, that word is on her heart all day. She's letting God develop that in her heart and use that throughout her day. So, I mean, that's it again, stay it in scripture, but letting that scripture kind of penetrate, do something with, with, you know, let it, let it work in you. Um, And then prayer, you know, just as we want to hear from God, um, he wants to hear from us.
0: Absolutely. And you know what, you do not have to, you don't have to change or upset your whole day because, you know, I think a lot of people say, oh, I'm too busy. I don't have the time, um, you know. I can't seem to work it in, but you can pray. So, for example, I've started yoga in the morning. Not every morning. I'm not really not really that consistent. But when I do, there's this time where you're supposed to put your hand in front of your heart and given, an, you know, give an affirmation for the day. And my affirmation is is Jesus or something. I mean, you can. You don't have to have excuses to not commune with our father every day. And I think it's, we get busy. Sometimes we forget, let's be honest. Sometimes mm-hmm. we forget, but I'm just saying that it doesn't have to be an intrusion. And in fact, it shouldn't feel like one. It should feel like something that we want to do, but you can do it as a very natural part of your everyday life.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I, and it should, it should be a natural part of our, our spiritual lives. And again, I think, and I'm, I'm, Hey, I'm really bad at this sometimes, but I, I, I don't pray when I have time to. Um, and, you know, something I was thinking about as I was looking at this, this one, um, I was thinking, you know, prayer is used or I can. OK, I see prayer in two lights. Uh, try to follow me here. Uh, prayer is both. We use it in a battleground and a garden so here's what i'm thinking in in other words i I think it it's where we fight our spiritual battles so i think prayer is definitely uh instrumental in fighting our spiritual battles on a day-to-day it's also a place where we just spend time with with god and and grow in that relationship so i see it kind of like this battlefield but also this beautiful garden because again we can take the battle. Spiritual warfare as as, you know, we call it, and and take that with you know prayer and reading God's word, but then also it's this place where we can just really grow, and um, grow in Him, and I love that. Well, also, so we've got okay, just review confession, Bible study, prayer, and we've got church. That's another one that I think it's important. We often approach church, um not everybody, but a lot of people approach church with what can I get out of it mentality. And I think that's the wrong mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there are a, I think there's some legitimate thoughts probably in that. If you're thinking, how can I grow in the Lord? Is this church going to be instrumental in that? You know, I think that's probably valid. But a lot of times it's like I I met a guy on the street the other day, and I invited him to my church. And um, you know, he listened to what I had to say, which wasn't much. But I just invited him. He came up to me as I was walking away. He says, "Hey," I was like, "Oh, hey, come." He's like, "Uh, "What kind of music do y'all play?" And so I, I mean, you know, for a lot of people, that's a really important thing. Obviously, you know, the, the music, but. I think sometimes, and I might get beat up for this saying this, but I think, <laughs> look, I think we often have, we're asking the wrong questions. You know, sometimes you, you hear that. So you well, you're, you're, you're asking the wrong questions. I think we ask the wrong questions when it comes to church. You know, we did an episode sometime back about, uh, yeah, about the God of the old Testament and I think sometimes we ask that wrong question, which leads into, you know, this these sometimes trivial things, and at least in our minds, about uh, God being evil, and 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 not really open up to the rest of it. But I think sometimes we do this with church. We just ask like, these, you know, kind of church. Do y'all serve coffee? What kind of coffee do y'all have? <laughs> uh, do y'all like? Uh, oh, dude, does your pastor play guitar? is he a rocker? Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. And Are
0: those really questions that people ask?
1: Yep. What kind of music do you got? Because I know where that, I know where that yeah. question leads to. Yeah. yeah. We've got a lot of, well, we've got, we got got quite a few churches in our area that play that, that big band type of rock, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, they have lights. Some of them even have smoke, fog, whatever. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I think sometimes when people get used to that, it's hard for them to think anything quote unquote lesser. Um, you know, sometimes in um, surprisingly in the area that I live, hymns is a bad thing anymore. know, mm-hmm. it used to be, you know, I live in the Bible belt. That's the reason I say that in, in the area that I live in. Um, but, you know, we live in the Bible belt and, and hymns were, you yeah, know, it was gold at one point. Now it's not, you know. Um, but you know what you
0: ought to do, though, you know, and I would encourage people, anyone listening, I would encourage people to maybe not all the time, but occasionally go to two different kinds of services. So I belong to a non-denominational church that does have the contemporary Christian music, which I really love. But you know what? They actually throw some hymns in sometime, which is fun. And it's very upbeat and it's more kind of auditorium style. That's great. Sometimes on the same day, I will go to an Episcopal church. That is my, actually was my primary church before I got married, completely different kind of service, more ritual than the other Mm -hmm. one. It's amazing how you can get fed spiritually out of both, but in different ways. So I encourage people to, to try that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think you definitely people worship in, in different ways, um, but you know, I think sometimes we reason. I, I think we, uh, if we concentrate on just music, let's just say, I know we're beating up on music now, and I and I, I'm a music lover. I love, I love music. Kind of music. Kind I get of music. it. Yeah, me too. I get it. I mean, I played in band. I played in rock bands. Yeah, you know, I played the saxophone. I played guitar. I played different things. But I loved classical. I love jazz. I love rap. You know, I have a lot of stuff that I like. Um, but, uh, I think sometimes we just let those things hinder us and get us, get out or in the way of what church really is there for anyway. Um, and so anyway, just be cautious, but yeah, people need church. We need, we need to be together. Um, I think we're meant to be together, right? We started mm-hmm. in the garden together. There's fellowship. There it was fellowship with God mm-hmm. that did get disrupted by sin, but God's established his church in the new Testament. And here we have this, uh, this great opportunity to fellowship with other believers, worship the Lord. Um, and here's another quote that I got another A.W. Tozer like him. Love him. <laughs> he said, uh, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. If the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn From the New Testament Church, ninety-five percent of what they did would stop, and everybody would know the difference. Think about that. That's deep. That is deep. That's deep. That, and again, it goes back to the: we need a rock band. We need certain things to be part of the church. But again, we—it's a spiritual thing. Our faith is spiritual, you know. Mm -hmm. And and again, if you if you don't allow the, the Holy spirit or Jesus into your church in that way, not to mm-hmm. say that everybody that has a rock band is I'm not saying that they're anti-Christian or anything like that. Cause there's some great churches out there. Let's face it. That have all of that. And can um, I
0: just say that God created music? I do. Need he did.
1: To say that. Oh, he did. He absolutely did. And he gave us the Holy spirit uh, to, to minister and to, and to teach. Um, and I think, I think A.W. Tozer is great because, you know, it's like I've, I've, there's a, there's a, another quote that I heard and I talked to my pastor about it one time as like, you know, one guy, one pastor said, uh, in uh, reflecting about like your church and the kind of impact that it might make on a community, they, they ask if your church closed down, closed its doors would the community, know And so like. You know, we, we think about the impacts that we might make on each other in our community and doing the Lord's work and things like that. I mean, that's kind of key. And I think that's what's important. But again, I think some people just let that because they're not going to go to church and they're going to go there. They're going to, you know, rock and roll with the with the band. I've seen it. I've seen it in some of those big churches. I've actually it was funny. We were in a, we were in a service one time and one lady she was dancing like she was at a Grateful Dead show. And um, she was twirling and doing all these crazy things. And the pastor, he, he said something kind of, I don't know if she caught what that she was, he was talking about her, but um, he basically said that, you know, we want to make sure as we worship the Lord is that we've got our eyes fixed on him and not each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, making a spectacle sometimes can draw our attention elsewhere where it used to be. And then obedience is another one. Um, in John 14, fourteen twenty three says, "If anyone loves me, he will keep my word." Um, we got to be obedient. Um, I mean, that's a tough one because again, with sinful nature and all that, we kind of want to do our own things sometimes, and a lot of times, really. Um, but I think obedience is a, a big thing that we. Um, We need to stop following our own intuitions on things. And again, I think we're familiar with scripture and we're praying We've got developing that relationship with God. We're in church with others and we can like, you know, we can bond and we can help build each other up in our faith, which is, Hey, when Paul writes letters, um, he, he, to the churches or to, yeah, to, well, to particular churches in the new Testament he mentioned that many times. I think Philippians is one of the biggest places you see that probably Ephesians. I think it's in there. We're talking about building each other up. And so we, you know, church is essential for that. Um, but we got to be obedient in that he calls us to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, so we've got this calling. Let's be obedient to our call. Many of us where we avoid our call, um, or just don't listen to it because we're not hearing from God. But again, I think it's just. these are some things, these were five things that were outlined in an article that I read. I will put a link there so you can look at the full thing. But these are, I think, it's pretty important things. Um, and I think on the podcast, too, by the way, um, revitalized Kindness, and I'm looking at thinking about our mission statement, and I won't read that, but I will read uh, out, sort of an outline of some of the things that we talk about in our mission statement. And I really think that we're trying to model this through the through the podcast. We're doing the best we can, and we're not perfect. But here's some couple things to think about. Um, you know, in the podcast, we're doing our best to give a biblical response to things in our culture, and that, and that kind of goes back to the Bible study. Um, the culture should not inform us on who we are. The Bible should be our source, um, but we get unplugged from faith because in many cases, because we allow culture to become our moral compass. And I think that's a dangerous area. And I, and I think that is, uh, that is the, where the devil is working. He's working that ground where he wants us to be unplugged from God's word because he would rather us be informed by the culture. I mean, we see the culture, we see where, where we're at and um, and how many things that, you know, all the stuff that's outside of God's uh, provision that's happening in our culture. So again, we can get mixed up. And I think that's, that's part of our mission here on the podcast is to give biblical responses to things in the culture. Um, Another thing we mentioned in our, in our mission statement is gospel centered guidance, which is basically just, focused on life the life-changing good news of god in christ so you know revitalized kindness we always say that because god in his kindness saved us hum- humanity basically that in our in our revitalized state or in our we're considered a new creation because he saves us um and we need to do something with that. It's not a work-based religion. It's not a work a work-based faith, but it is a faith that because of our faith and because of what Christ done, then there's going to be things that in uh, in uh, you know that that will come from that from us. These 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 uh, gifts and this love that we want to give and the building up and the serving others. So it's just this natural outpouring of his love into us and our love out to others. It's really great. So we try to talk a lot about that uh, building community and that goes back to the church. You know, we can, we can build community through uh, social media um, and the church. Um, and I think that again, that's goes back to the little quote that, that I've heard. If we close the doors of the church today or our little church here in Curtisville, will they know we were even there are we making an impact anywhere? Are we changing, helping to change lives? Christ changed lives, but we can just, we got to get the message out and we got to love people. And are we doing that? Um, So again, that's part of building community. That's something that we, we, we have in our, in our um, mission. So we can pray for each other. Right. We, we talk about that. We, at least in the first few episodes, and I know that we, we pray ongoing, and there's people that been on the podcast or just conversations we've had has been part of my prayers. Um, but we got to keep praying for each other and help each other out that way. Yeah. Um, and lastly, one of the things about the podcast mission statement is encouragement. So that's part of it, and this is uh, this is part of being obedient. Um, God commands us to encourage one another. Hebrews three thirteen. Look at that, and then look also at First Thessalonians. 511. I I'll have them written down, but this is your homework, people. Pull those up. H- Hebrews 3.13 and 1 Thessalonians 5.11. So he, he encourages, well, he encourages, but he commands us to encourage others. So we've got to be that light in the world. Yeah. That's how we can make a difference. We can revitalize. We can revitalize kindness in our country and our in our world. And we may not change the whole dynamic of the world is God's plan after all, but we can in our own circles, in our own circles, in our own communities and online, that's a community. We can we might be able to change somebody's mind on something. We might be able to, um, add an encouraging word of the day that might inspire. I have gotten inspired tons of times by reading either scripture stories, you know, whatever quotes, um, testimonies online, you know, yeah. just the thing I needed to hear that day. And Lord, the Lord put it in front of me and praise God for that. So we need to, uh, really pay attention to all of that. Again, we, this is kind of, again, getting back to the basics. There's just some things that we need to do to stay close to God, but you know, in order to pl- get plugged back in or This may not be for the person that's totally unplugged either. This could be for the person that just their walks a little weak right now. They feel like it's a little weak and they want to strengthen that, that, that walk in the Lord. And this is some ways that you can do that. Some of the big ways that you can do that. Anything else, Yvette, any, anything you want to comment on?
0: Well, I'll just say that um, a couple of the things that you mentioned uh, hit real home to me because Uh, One of the mission statements at at my church is prayer, the prayer is the foundation of everything we do at the church and so that kind of incorporates both prayer and church, and you know what I would also say obedience can bring you joy. Obedience to the Lord can bring you joy. And I know for a lot of people that sounds like oxymoron or like, how does does that even work? God gave me free will. Why do I have to obey? He gave us free will, but he also gave us, he made us to co-labor with him. He made us to praise him. He made us uh, in some respects to obey him because we can be filled with his joy and spirit when we abide in him. And so I think that these things, yeah, they are things that we should do like, but not like a task or like a burden. They are things that we should do because they're good for us.
1: Yeah. We will, we will want to do those things because, because we know we it, look, it's just like, I'm going to go, go back to the parents thing again. You know, if there's things that you know that please your parents, that they're going to look, you know, um, look at you with a with with a i don't know just being proud of you or pleased with something like my daughter the other day she was so happy that she got up cuz i get on to her a lot but she got up she did her chores she 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 didn't ask about watching tv she or, or a device she did these things and she come in to my office that morning and she told me and she looked so proud like like she had really done something, which she had, I mean, all the things that I've been trying to teach her to do just to be a little bit more obedient or a little bit more intentional about these things. Mm-hmm. And then when she came in, she was, she was pleased and I was pleased. I, You know what I mean? So like, and, and you know, sometimes it takes a minute for our, our young folk to, to, for that to click. Mm-hmm. You can look at that from a works perspective too. I mean, you know, often we have bosses and we want to do things that, that please them, that helps them, um, in, in our mission there, whatever that might be, whatever kind of job you may have. Um, and greater than that is the Lord. Uh, he's the greatest. And so if you're in love with the Lord and you're walking in, in, in him and his steps and he, uh, that word is a light to your path so you can see and navigate, uh, your day to day. Um, Man, you're going to see, your, you know, life change and blessings. And it's not going to mean everything's going to be great because you're going to still run into some, to some things. That's right. But man, your perspective is going to be different because, you know, you've got God in your corner yeah. and you're so close and you're loving him. And, um, you want to do things the right way, mm-hmm. you know, you got this right thinking and, you know, sometimes today in this culture, again, I've said this before, you know, a lot of times we, um, you know, we say, well, everybody's got their own thing or "Well, you know, or, this is my own truth, but God has a truth and we really need to pay attention to what that is. Cause I think God probably knows better than we do. I mean, so we <laughs> gotta, we gotta recognize that um, firstly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, we want to please him because we love him. So when you have, but on the flip side of that, if you don't, Take care of that relationship and you are far away from the Lord. Kind of like that verse I read in the beginning, you know, you know, resist the devil. But if you don't draw near to God, you gotta first draw near to God and He will draw yeah. near to you. Okay. That's so right. if you you create some distance, then yeah, there obviously that distance is gonna be there. Um but he's he's still there though. That's mm-hmm. what I want everybody to remember too. I mean, hey, we mess up, right.
0: All the time
1: we mess up all the time, but God's still there. But like, even if you don't feel like he's there, he's there, mm-hmm. he's there. Um, so, yeah, just, just, just uh, think about those things, guys. Um, I think this again, the season is unplugged faith. And what does that look like? And if you're ever in that, um, and I think these are some good steps that we can take as we think about that, going back to A.W. toes real quick and I'll end it with this, what he said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Meditate on that. Everybody think about that. That's the most important thing about us. Yeah. Lord, we go through the day and we, there's so many things that we think are important about us, Mm -hmm. our work, our position, our raise, our new car, this, that, and the other. I mean, we can name off many things, things that make us feel good. They, this is the best. Now, most important thing about you and me is what we think about God because our position and our thoughts towards God are going to make a big difference on how we, you know, we, 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 well, how we, uh, how we live. I mean, quite frankly. Amen. Um, so, Guys, think about that. Um, and if you got any questions or if you got any prayer requests, I'll go back to that again. We haven't said it in a while, but it's it's always open. If you can come to the website, uh revitalized kindness.com, you can come to the uh currently the the business page on Facebook and you can message me, DM me, um, or a but it just get in touch with it. If you need prayers, if you need somebody just to listen. Um, You're having a tough time. We're here to listen, but uh, we hope these words are encouraging and give you some direction. Uh, But until next time, we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.